Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Housing for the Aged Action Group, Hague for short, a housing group for older people run by old people. Present Raise the Roof. We advocate for secure, affordable and appropriate housing. So listen up on the second and fourth Wednesday of the month at 5.30pm on 3CR 855 on your AM dial. Ah, that's right. You're listening to Raise the Roof, the Housing for the Age Action Group show here on 3CR. My name is Shane. I'm in the studio with Fiona. Hey, Fiona. How are you doing? Hey, we're actually in the studio. Yeah, when I say in the studio now, I don't just mean tucked up in bed on Zoom trying to record a radio show. We are, we're here. Um, we're pre-recording by a couple of days, so hopefully by the time you hear this, 3CR isn't listed as an exposure site. Um, <laughs> oh my God, don't say that. Don't say that. Uh, touch wood. The show today, Fiona, what are we going to hear? Yeah, so today we have an interview with Alastair Webster, who is the campaign director for a new campaign called Building Better Homes. Um, And it's all about universal housing design and accessible building standards for new housing across Australia. Um, So yeah, we might go straight to it, hey? Great. Awesome. I'm joined today by the director of the Building Better Homes um, Coalition, Alastair Webster, and he will be talking to us today about a new campaign that's just kicked off about getting better building standards. How are you going today, Alastair? Good, thanks, Fiona. Thanks for having me on. No problem. Where are you calling in from today? Tasmania. Tasmania. (laughs) Nice. So can you tell us a little bit about the um, Building Better Homes Coalition, who's involved and how it started? Sure. The Building Better Homes Coalition is a a collection of around 40 uh, organisations representing older Australians, people with disability, housing organisations and and health aid bodies that are campaigning for the introduction of mandatory accessibility standards into the National Construction Code. And what that means is that uh, new houses built after the new code comes into force will be required to meet a certain level of minimum standards for accessibility. Things like width of doorways, width of hallways, step pre-entry, so that more people can have access to those homes. So why is accessibility important for older people or, or people with disabilities? Well, right now about three quarters of people with mobility impairments in Australia can't find access to housing that meets their needs. And that is a very large number of people, millions of Australians in fact. That's right, um, and it includes older Australians, people with disability, people recovering from an injury or an illness or have chronic illness um, and need accessible status. It also um, impacts on their friends and family who you know, can't have them over to their houses. So this, is a, this impacts a huge number of people and right now many of those people are unable to go about their everyday lives, work, even get out of the house on occasion. So what we want to see is the introduction of a set of minimum standards 
which would ensure that um, those people who currently can't get access to accessible housing can and go about their everyday lives in the same way as other Australians. So, so why is, like, are we, obviously this is really important, why is the campaign sort of kicking off now or, or, or so important right now? Because uh, uh, next month in March, building ministers from across the country, uh, that's the Commonwealth Building Minister and the State and Territory Building Ministers, will take a decision about changes to the National Construction Code and whether or not to include these new standards. That code will then come into force uh, in 2002. Changes to the building code only come about every three years. So we have a chance over the next six or eight weeks to make sure that building ministers take into consideration the interests of older Australians, uh, people with disability and all Australians with mobility impairment and make sure they consider their interests when they make a decision about whether or not to include these standards in the building code. So these building, this building code will apply to all new constructions in every state and territory. Um, have you, what's the reception been like for when you've been approaching the building ministers? Have you had much interest in the topic? There is a lot of interest in the topic and uh, there's a lot of, um, uh, uh, there are a lot of varying views across the country, to be honest. Um, this is not an issue that's, um, that's just come up. It's been around for many years and there's been a large number of advocates um, working towards this uh, decision for many, many years. So it's not a new issue, but it is coming to that point where, where the decision will be taken and it's coming to the point where those building ministers will um, need to think about um, uh, you know, which, which, which track they're going to take. Unfortunately, there are people in the building industry that don't support um, accessibility standards, but we want to make sure that the interests of older Australians and people with disability are at the forefront of those ministers' minds when they when they sit down to take that decision. Like, what's even the argument that they shouldn't do this? Like, how building building should be accessible? I, I would, you know, you would think that that would be kind of a pretty well accepted principle at this point, at least for new buildings. Well, I agree, and I think most Australians <laughs> would agree with you, and certainly. Um, you know, the thing about this issue is that, um, that we might not all have mobility impairments right now, but we're all going to get old at some stage. And when we do, we're going to want to stay at home rather than be forced into care, which will be the consequence if we don't have accessible housing. So um, I think most Australians would agree with you, but unfortunately there are those, um, there are those who, who oppose it and claim that it will make um, business more difficult. Um, but we think um, uh, the interests of, you know, all this very large group of people should be at the forefront of building ministers' minds when they take that decision. Yeah, I mean, you, you so I mean, I'm not, not to like make the case for landlords, but you'd, you'd also think that you know, if you make buildings accessible, you have more demand because there's more people who are potentially going to be buying them. Mm. But I mean, what you're saying about older people really rings true for for me, for us. Like we run a housing service, and one of the main reasons that older people come to us is because their their homes are no longer suitable. You know, often after living there for a very long time. Mm. Um, yeah, so yes. th those improvements just, we, just so important. Yeah, we know. Um, uh, more and more Australians want to stay at home as they age, and I mm. think obviously the, both the Royal Commission into Aged Care and also the COVID crisis has made people, you know, more more keen to stay at home for as long as they can. The government's putting a large amount of money into home care packages, but the reality is that unless people have an accessible house where they can put railings in, you know, in their bathrooms and have a step-free entry, 
unless they've got these accessible standards, they just won't be able to stay at home. Mm. And that's a choice that older Australians should have. Yeah, absolutely. And presumably it's more cost effective, like more more efficient to, to do those things up front rather than try and, you know, smack smack Retro rails fit. into the walls, you know, uh, that, after you've lived there for that, 30 years. That's 100% right. It's far more cost effective to do these um, up front and it's far more cost effective to make them mandatory across, across all houses. Mm-hmm. And um, that's important uh, not just for um, individuals who are paying for their own housing, but it's also important for governments who are currently paying through the NBIS or mm-hmm. through aged care support mm-hmm. for that retrofitting and spending a large amount of money, which would be an un- which is an unnecessary expense if we were to introduce these standards and make them mandatory for all new houses. Is there any differences between the states um, around the sort of accessibility standards for, say, the public housing builds that, that are occurring that are, that are funded through the state governments, or is it, is it fairly um, standard across the country? There is quite a lot of variation across the states and, in fact, across some local government areas within states. And that's why we think this is really important that we have a national approach yeah. so that people in New South Wales um, better or worse off than people in Victoria, and that the building industry can, um, you know, adapt the way that it does does business to make sure that they they are equipped to introduce these standards. So we want to see a national approach, not a haphazard not a haphazard approach, which has been really the um, the way that it's been approached until now. Yeah. Is there anything that listeners can do to support this campaign? I'm sure there's a lot of people, particularly our members, who um, who care about this issue. Are you asking people to support the campaign? Yes, absolutely. Um, we can't do this without the support of um, you know as many Australians as possible who care about about this issue. And so, what we're asking people to do is to log on to our website at www.buildingbetterhomes.org.au. Sign our petition, send a letter off to the Minister in your state. There's a bunch of resources on our website that people can use to make this as simple as possible. Um, Send an email to your local MP um, and make sure that your voice is heard, you know, as building ministers make this decision in the next month or two. Yeah, Yeah, that's awesome. We can put the the links up on on the notes on the show on on 3CR. Do you, think, do you think that people's individual stories um, help persuade politicians about this? So, yep. so stories right. about, you know, perhaps leaving hospital and not being able to get into your family home and things like that. Is that the sort of thing you're after as well? Absolutely. Those stories are very, very powerful and we'd be very keen to hear from um, anyone through our uh, contact details on our website or through our Facebook um, uh, Twitter or LinkedIn pages, people can um, contact us with their stories about what it means to them to have inaccessible housing, either for themselves or we have a lot of people who've let us know that they might be in a, an accessible house but they're unable to visit, as you say, friends and family who mm. live in inaccessible housing and what the consequences are for them uh, in terms of their uh, social engagements but also in, to- to- in terms of their capacity to get and keep work um, you know, and to be involved in other community activities. Yeah, and with social isolation being a, a really big um, impact from the COVID crisis, you would think that having these additional barriers to having mates over for a cup of tea just shouldn't be acceptable in this day and age, surely. 
Exactly. I agree with you. Yeah. So if people are interested, what's the deadline? You said you've got a little sort of time period um, to be able to influence these decision makers, these ministers who are going to be deciding shortly. When do you need people to do this by? We need people to step up right now. We don't know exactly what date the building ministers will sit down and make the final decision. We know it will be sometime in March, but we need people to make their voices heard right now. Uh, so that in the lead-up to that decision, um, those building ministers know where Australians stand on this issue, and I think most Australians stand on the side of ensuring that you know uh, millions of Australians have the sort of housing that will meet their needs. But we won't convince them unless people um, make their voices heard and do it now, so I encourage people to do that. Yeah, because you know the building industry has got, has got the loudest voices at the moment, so it's really important. But they They have... Loud voices and deep pockets, yes. Exactly. So for people that might have missed it before, it's the Building Better Homes um, Coalition and you can find that on Facebook, on the internet and they are also on Facebook, um, Twitter and LinkedIn. And we will, right. yeah, and we will pop those details um, in the show notes for this show and also you'll be able to find some links to it on our oldertenants.org.au website as well. Um, is there anything else you'd like to let the listeners know, Alastair, before you go? Thanks, Fiona, and thanks, Shane, for having me on, and I'll encourage your listeners to make their voices heard over the next few weeks. That's awesome. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. Thanks a lot. Good to speak to you. Bye. 3CR programs provide information and analysis you won't hear in the mainstream. Today we'll be looking at the legacy of the US war on Vietnam on Laos. And as far as corporate capitalism is concerned, it is the worst political and economic system that you can have. Our laws about jailing refugees and asylum seekers are so well-crafted. Sex is not irrelevant and we like who we are, but we don't have to be imprisoned by our gender. Become a subscriber today. Call us on 9419 8377 or visit 3cr.org.au. 3CR, the voice of dissent. Six years I've been in desert. Beyond the Bars is 3CR's annual prison project, giving voice to our Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander inmates right across Victoria. It's good to be here because uh, Aboriginal radio and um, you don't really get to do this much. Brings us all together. Time, you'll get your time to take that first step out that front door to freedom beyond these walls. Make sure and I just want to say thank you to all of you for giving us the opportunity to speak on air. The reason, the bigger the calling. Make your commitment and watch things unfold. And you can listen to audio from this year's broadcasts and previous years as well. Online at any time, just go to 3cr.org.au forward slash beyond the bars. But also while I'm here, I'd like to say thank you for all for coming, um, helping, giving us a chance to do this. It's really good, you know. It's been going for a while now. Hopefully, it goes, it keeps going. You know, like it's, it's good that we can do this and um, get our voice out there as prisoners. We can't blame everything on the external, so let's stop looking for it in the hands of the persecutor, because real power comes from here, and it comes from family. If you would like us to post you a free CD, contact the station on 03 9419 8377.
That's right. You are listening to 3CR 855 AM. We just heard from Alastair Webster from the Better Homes Coalition, Better Building Coalition. I've already forgotten the name. Apologies, Alistair. Um, great uh, project that I really hope people will follow up and um, sign the petition and support. Um, I think that's super important. Uh, I just wanted to mention briefly by way of complaining, I guess, that I have been trying to get my dishwasher fixed. I know this is pretty <laughs> pretty tangent to older people's housing issues, but... You're getting been, pretty old, Shane. So uh, it's know. true. I've, I am getting old and I've also been working as a tenant advocate for going on 10 years now and just trying to get my goddamn dishwasher fixed. It's been so annoying. The, um, the agent doesn't... Like, they don't say no. If they would just say, no, we're not going to do it, then I could, you know, I would know what to do. But just they're like... Oh yeah, we'll definitely, you know, the landlord says yes, we'll get on to it. Oh, sorry, yeah, that agent's not here anymore. I uh, will definitely follow. Um, oh yeah, they, they, we'll get back to you later this week. Sending a handyman finally and then him doing other repairs and not that. Like, oh, just excruciating. I don't even I don't even like dishwashers. I, I like to do my dishes by hand the old-fashioned way. I just feel like my professional credibility is going to be undermined if I can't get my goddamn dishwasher fixed. Um, stubbornly persisting. So, if you have a non-urgent repair, well, if you're an older person in retirement housing and you've got a repair problem, you can give Hag a call and myself or one of our fantastic retirement housing team will, will help you out. Um, if, if not, give your landlord notice in writing about the repair. They've got 14 days to carry out that repair. At the end of the 14 days, sorry, I've got into the, this is not legal advice portion of the show <laughs> uh, because this is not legal advice. After 14 days, you can get Consumer Affairs to come out and do a report about what needs to be fixed. And then at the end, once you've got that report, uh, if it's still not done, you can apply to VCAT for a repairs order. Um, obviously, if, it's, if it is an urgent repair, there's a different process that applies. Those rules are true, uh, I believe, as long as no further COVID shenanigans happen until March 29. And then the process will be a little easier, a little simpler, mm. I think. Uh, you no longer need the Consumer Affairs report after the 29th. Uh, don't quote me on this. I should have checked the rules before I, before 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 I broadcast it to the 3CR <laughs> listenership. Um, I think that after the 29th the, uh, of March, the CAV report will be optional. Um, but yeah, just what is wrong with real estate agents and landlords? They like to make things as difficult as possible. They're just lazy. It's not even that they like to make things difficult. It's just that they would will never do anything if it's possible for them to do nothing instead. I kind of feel like that's common for lots of people, though, not just real estate agents, surely. <laughs> Who else? I don't know. Most bureaucrats. Oh, I thought you were going to say retirement housing workers. I thought she was having a go at me. <laughs> I did actually. It did cross my mind. But then I thought, no, we won't go there. Well, that's nice. So there's a couple of things going on at HAG that I wanted to tell the listeners about. Um, excitingly, we are having, fingers crossed, with no if there's no additional COVID dramas, our first face-to-face -face consultation at Ross House in the city on Flinders Lane. Um, and that is going to be for specifically older LGBTI people who want to come and talk to us about their housing and also anything else about, you know, how they get information, all that kind of stuff. So if you're aged 50 years and older and you are part of the LGBTI community and you want to come into Ross House to have a little chat with us about housing, then you can come to our meeting on the 25th of February at 11 o'clock in the morning. 
And we are hoping to be able to have a couple of hours to sit and talk about housing and then that will inform our community consultation and our community education later on um, as we go forward with that project. If you're not comfortable with coming in to Ross House or if there's problems with COVID, as there probably might be, again, let's let's just, we don't know yet. Um, March the 3rd, we're going to be having the same thing but online. Um, and that will be via Zoom. And anybody that has a landline that doesn't have the computer can still dial into that. We can just give you a phone number to call and you'll be able to hear us and have your say about older LGBTI housing issues. So that's pretty cool, hey? Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, the other thing that's happening is that we are going to be having a general meeting for members. And we have four of these a year as per our constitution. So if you are a member or a supporter of Housing for the Aged Action Group, you are more than welcome to come to the meeting. Unfortunately, we weren't quite sure about whether we could get everybody up to level four at Ross House because there's only one person in the lift at the moment and that was potentially going to take hours. So we've decided to hold that consultation online again. Um, and we will be hearing about the big housing build announcement uh, from the Victorian government and what that means. Lovely Shane, sitting across from me here, will be talking about the Residential Tenancies Act reforms and the eviction moratorium and what that means for older renters. And also we will be hearing about aged care, um, what it is, how to get it and how our aged care service navigators can help. So that meeting is going to be held on the 18th of February, which is a Thursday at two o'clock in the afternoon. So grab yourself a cuppa, sit down um, in front of your iPad, your smartphone or your landline telephone and you can dial in or, um, or log on to that Zoom meeting and we look forward to seeing your lovely faces. Yeah, and if you are interested in becoming a member of HAG, it's free for pensioners um, and very, very reasonably priced for everyone else. Um, so you can check that out through our website, oldertenants.org.au. Um, Fiona, do you want to give out the contact numbers for people who want to give us a call? No, She's Shane. given me the same <laughs> shady look that she used to give me a year ago when we were last in the studio together. Uh, Fiona doesn't know the, the phone numbers. numbers. Yeah, uh, if you've got your pen and paper, hopefully you are because we just dumped a, a ton of dates on you. Um, the numbers to call if you want to get in touch, um, either to get involved in some of that political activity, become a member, or because you have a housing problem that you'd like to talk to us about, number is 1300 765 178. Uh, again, that's 1300 765 178. Uh, you can find us at oldertenants.org.au. I think I said that just a moment ago. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Snapchat. You can find <laughs> us on Tinder. Find us on... I should stop. Uh, that's there. a lie. <laughs> we are definitely not on It's a lie. We had to delete our Tinder profile. <laughs> yeah, that's not what we're here for. But yeah, all of those things. So definitely get involved. We're still here. Um, and oh, the other exciting piece of news that I should mention is that Ross House and ourselves should be open for face-to-face -face appointments again as of the 1st of March. Um, there'll be a bit of a process. You'll have to wash your hands. You'll have to have your, you know, sign in and all that kind of thing. And we would prefer it if you made an appointment and didn't just drop on by. Um, so yeah, let's hope we'll be able to get back to a relatively normal state this year in 2021. Yeah, we can arrange face-to-face -face meetings if that's required at the moment, but the, the building will be open up again on March 1st. Yeah. Awesome. That's probably all we've got time for, hey, Shane? I suppose so, except for a song, maybe. I know, a song. How exciting. Um, 
I think we should listen to today um, the Velvet Underground. <sighs> Bit of old school. <sighs> <laughs> you can choose next week. Um, okay, oh, that's it. Look forward to some Britney Spears on the show oh, in two weeks' time. I love me some Brits. Alrighty, cool. Uh, see you next time. Bye.